this is a real treat. Um, you know, we one of the big issues in all the races this year, Congress, state Senate, uh, and especially the governor's race, is the issue of crime. And uh, calling in, actually, j- j- this is a nice surprise here. On his way back from Albany, we have uh, one of the leading Republican candidates for governor, the one and only Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, thanks so much for uh, calling in. Well, Frank, it's always great to be with you, and, and I think you nailed it in your open there. I know you don't want to talk much more about it, but, you know, as a new father, and, and I believe your son Carmine was born only a couple of days before my, my baby Grace, uh, it's tough to imagine what these parents are going through right now. And, and uh, you know, obviously, I think there really needs to be a whole lot of changes when we talk about our mental health and how we actually deal with this. But as a parent, as a new parent, I just can't even fathom what that feeling must be like so for the parents. What can you actually do as governor? Now, thankfully, I'm hesitant to say anything like this, but we haven't seen a lot of shootings like this in uh, in public schools in New York or in school, most schools in general in New York. But we do have a real problem with random shootings in places like subways. Uh, I, yeah. I, I thought I was living in the twilight zone two days ago when a caller called yeah. in to talk about the motives of the subway shooter. And I had to actually say, oh, which subway shooting are you talking about? Because I can't believe I'm in an era where there are such frequent shootings on the subway. If you're governor, what's the plan for bringing safety uh, back to the subway? Well, I think we need to fully fund our law enforcement. And I would take a look not just at the subway shooter, but I would also take a look at the shooter from Broome County who went up to Buffalo. And I question, considering the New York police, uh, state police had him under custody for 36 hours last June when he threatened to shoot up his school. Did those state police officers have the resources necessary in order to keep this guy uh, under lock and key? Uh, or were they not given the resources necessary? I think the governor needs to answer those questions specifically. So we simply need to make sure, first and foremost, that our police around New York State have the resources necessary so they can deal with madmen like this. Um, unfortunately, what we've been hearing from the other side of the aisle far too often is a defunding the police as the solution. I think we can all be very clear that that is not the solution, and we're only going to see crime continue to go up uh, if that's actually it. But talking specifically about the MTA, Frank, not to give you too long of an answer, mm. but that's something the governor can do and I plan to do on day one. The governor has more board seats when it comes to the MTA than the mayor, and if the mayor doesn't want to put the NYPD on the actual platforms and on the subway cars, and I can tell you the state police will be there starting January 1st, 2023. And uh, we've seen a great deal of attention paid to the crime issue by all the Republicans in the race, and I know Tom Suozzi has made this an issue uh, even in the Democratic primary. Uh, Kathy Hochul is trying, the the current governor, Kathy Hochul, is trying to take some credit for some of the changes that she tried to make to bail reform in the state budget. Uh, Something tells me you're not too impressed with the recent changes to bail reform. Not at all. I mean, I I would say I wouldn't even call them cursory, to be perfectly honest, Frank. Um, I I think the only reason why she even started to address them uh, and give it a a small ancillary change uh, is because she saw the poll numbers and she saw that New Yorkers uh, simply understood that their state is getting unsafe. And this is not just in New York City, Frank. This is in Rochester also. Last year, Rochester had the most murders ever in recorded history. And this year, as of last week, 
they're on pace to surpass that. And I think the number one issue that a governor can deal with from a crime perspective is a full repeal of bail reform. Now, I'll tell you what I'll do. On day one, I will sit down with Stuart Cousins and Hasty, the Speaker of the Assembly, the Speaker of the Assembly, and the Leader of the State Senate, and say very simply that repealing bail reform is my number one priority. Until we have a full repeal of bail reform, I am not funding your top priorities in the upcoming budget negotiation period. And we're talking with uh, Andrew Giuliani. Just happened to be listening as he's driving back from Albany. If you want to learn more about his candidacy, you can go to NY for uh, Giuliani.com. Obviously, uh, his his father, Rudy Giuliani, in addition to being one of the greatest mayors this city has ever seen, is uh, our colleague here at WABC. You can hear him every afternoon at 3 p.m. Andrew, um, while I have you on the phone, let me ask you a couple of quick political questions. When I interviewed you, I guess a few months ago, when you first became an official candidate for governor, and uh, I said, uh, how are you going to get... Your agenda, be it uh, whether it's crime, whether it's cost of living, whether it's taxes, whether it's government reform, how are you going to get that through a a legislature which is controlled by Democrats who have a super majority and can override all your vetoes? And one of the things you said was, well, we're actually going to win some seats, and I think there's a, a possibility that we can even take back the state Senate. Now, I thought you were crazy at the time, but that was <laughs> that was before they struck down these gerrymandered state Senate yeah. maps. Do you see a scenario, Andrew, in which um, because of the new maps for state Senate, the Republicans will actually be able to break up this supermajority and maybe even take back that whole chamber? Yeah, I think actually both supermajorities will be broken up. And look, it's going to be tough to win back the state Senate. I don't want to put uh, illusions in anybody's mind. But I do think that there's an outside chance uh, that with the right guy on the top of the ticket, that red wave carries uh, not just only into New York and the governor's race, but also carries uh, into the state Senate. So, I mean, I couldn't foresee a scenario where uh, on January 1st, 2023, we are actually swearing in. Uh, a state Senate majority leader who is a Republican uh, and a Republican governor as well. Uh, but I really do think, Frank, in looking at this, that we are going to see both of those supermajorities cease to exist. Um, to me, I think it's one of the best things that could happen to Albany when we're talking about trying to make sure mm. we get some real common sense solutions uh, that we can see that are going to help really protect New Yorkers, especially as it's the number one issue as we continue to deal with crime going up as we see this a horrifying shooting in Texas, uh, we know first and foremost that we need to do everything that we can from a state level to make sure that we are protecting New Yorkers and we kind of see the kind of change that we saw in New York that we did in the 90s. Uh, last question, Andrew, uh, because we have Marvin Scott waiting in the wings, and obviously you're welcome on this program whenever you uh, find yourself up past 1 a.m., but I, uh, I worked for a long time with a fellow that I think you know, John Gambling. He was on the radio for a long time. Actually, I think briefly was a colleague of your mother's at WOR. And um, I would ask, you know, John was a third generation radio talent. All three of them had the same last name, John B.A. Gambling, John Abe Gambling, John R. Gambling. And I would always ask him what it was like to um, try to have the name John Gambling and make a career in radio. And he would talk about how it opened an enormous amount of doors for him because of his name, but it was also very, very tough because of all the pressure that came with being the son or the grandson of John Gambling, and he didn't sort of get the freedom to fail like other young broadcasters did. Now, uh, from 
from the political point of view, I could see you being in something of the same position. I could see you benefiting in the Republican primary from having the last name Giuliani. But in a blue state like New York, are you afraid that there's a lot of Democrats and just people that don't like Donald Trump and people that may not like your dad that will never even consider you because your last name is Giuliani? Well, you know, Frank, that's for the political pundits to determine. I, I think more than anything, and when I was at a young age, I, I realized this very early on, uh, that if I ever decided to run for political office as I am now, um, I said I'd be honest with the voters that I deal with. I just – the one thing I hated more than anything, and this was Republican, Democrat, I hated the sleazy politician that would say one thing when they get on camera and then say something completely different when they get off camera. And I guess – with the unique perspective that I had, I used to see that occasionally uh, with some people in the business. And, and I always appreciated the way that my father and the way that President Trump, and there are some people that obviously don't like both of those guys. I like them both a lot. But I always appreciated how both those guys were the exact same person on camera as they were off camera. And I always said I would make sure that if that was, uh, if I was running race, that's the kind of guy uh, that I would be. So I think whether or not they get somebody who uh, they like, whether they don't, uh, at least you're going to get somebody who's going to be completely honest with you here. Uh, and as for having the last name Giuliani, you know, I've always looked at it this way, Frank. Uh, yeah, there's the occasional unique challenge that probably a, a lot of people might not be able to understand. But, but I've always seen that I, I think I get two or three incredible opportunities for every unique challenge. Uh, and I'd much rather... Uh, you know, if you're born on third base, as some people like to say, uh, instead of going the Hunter Biden route, I'd much rather go steal home and then go get in the dugout and help my team win. <laughs> got it. Got it. Andrew Giuliani, I look forward to our next conversation. And uh, the next time we can chat in person, uh, please give uh, your, your beautiful daughter a kiss for me as well. And to Carmine as well. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew Giuliani.